I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I am so excited about our guest this week. Please tell everybody who it is. Well, he's a producer for Earwolf and host of the podcast, What's With His Homies, Talking About Weezer, and you know from the improv team Pony, it's Matt Apodaca. What a treat. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Hello. And I, I don't want to peel the curtain back too much, uh, but you guys were not sure if that was going to work, the no. intro, and it worked perfectly, <laughs> and I'm so happy that I got to witness it. Thank you. That was amazing. Thank I you. always assume it's going to be a massive failure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Matt, we're talking about a comic book movie. Are you? I assume you're wearing a Star Wars shirt. You are a comic book movie fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, y- y- you caught me, Mark. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I like the I like the genre. I, you know, um, I, I get, I've seen what all the Marvel movies. I, I guess I make it a point to go. There's not one that's come out within the last like. I guess decades since they've been like now very popular mm-hmm. that I've like missed. Um, 
I didn't see Aquaman in the theater, uh, and then I watched it on home release and realized I made a huge mistake. You really mistake. did. I yeah. saw it, and I, was, I had the perfect, it was, this was the perfect uh, viewing, which you could never replicate. I saw, like, a bunch of friends, Universal City Walk. It was, like, the day before we were all leaving to go home for Christmas. We mm, met at great. Margaritaville beforehand, mm-hmm. had a bunch of drink yeah. shows, and then just watched stupid Aquaman, and it was great. That. It's the stupidest movie I've ever seen, and I, I love it with my whole heart. It's, the man's wearing jeans in the beginning of the movie, and he's swimming through the damn ocean. cut jeans. you got to give it up. Offensive. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I just have to quickly point out, Mark, you forgot the most delicious detail of that, is that you sat in seat H20, H20. That's true. H- I did that you on purpose. You specifically wow. went and ordered that ticket, because I was one of those that, friends with you at that viewing. That's right. That rules. I I've never been prouder of someone <laughs> for something. That's incredible. I'm wow. I feel like yeah, you're like my son. And ever, thank you. <laughs> ever since then, I always get that seat now because you know what? It's a good seat. It's a good it's, seat. That's a party seat for and, sure. And it's yeah. a little off center, so it's easy if you need to leave to use the bathroom. You're not crossing over a mile of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Oh, oh man. There's those those aisles. <laughs> not that we'll ever go to the IMAX theater yeah. anytime oh, soon. Oh dear God. <laughs> it's overrun with zombies at this point. Yeah, Jesus. No way. Do you read comics, or are you just, like, strictly with the fan? Like, are you a graphic novel you know, fan? I was sort of a graphic novel. I have some things on my shelf, but they're not necessarily, like, superhero-oriented. I feel like I you read more. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I have blankets. I have um, – I'm forgetting a, a few of the other ones, but I have – this one, I'll just pull one off my shelf. This one's called "Killing and Dying" by Adrian Tomine, and he's just like a good, he's very good. He's just a good writer. Uh-huh. Uh, great book. I mean, of course, I have Watchmen here. Uh, there's not a whole, and you know what? Now I'm looking at it. I mean, here's the sad truth: is that I have very few books. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't read much. But there wasn't when I when DC relaunched as the New Fifty Two. Yes. I got like very in. I was like, oh great, I'll just jump in here. <laughs> Perfect. And then I'll That's just do this forever. Right. <laughs> and then it's just stopped because it was just like I was reading The Walking Dead a lot when that was like a. Uh, I I feel like I caught on late that people were starting to get disappointed. Like I I fell off the show right. and then I was still reading the book and then I was like you know what I think I'm good this here. Is just with this whole, <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is uh, slowly uh, falling apart. Like uh, parts of the plane are just flying off this thing. <laughs> uh, but I, 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 yeah, I like them. I love Star Wars. I love uh, the movie that we're talking about. I read those, uh, I guess, in the in the manga form uh, that they came out in, and those were those were a real treat. I have those. I think in a box at my mom's. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly where <laughs> Scott Pilgrim should be kept. Exactly in a box, a box in your mom's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, well, here's the thing. I'm almost thirty years old. Like, I, don't need, I don't need all that shit in my house. Well, now that the cat's out of the bag and walking around your shoulders, yeah, uh, John, we're talking about Scott Pilgrim versus the world. John, what's the deal with Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Oh, well, let me tell you the deal on Scott Pilgrim versus the world. It came out in 2010. It's an action comedy romance movie that was co-written, produced, and directed by Edgar Wright. And it's based on the graphic novel series Scott Pilgrim by Brian Lee O'Malley. Uh, tells the story of Scott Pilgrim, a slacker musician who must win a competition to get a record deal and battle the seven evil exes of his newest girlfriend, Ramona Flowers. It stars Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Whitstead, Chris Evans, Brandon Routh, Mae Whitman, Anna Kendrick, Kieran Culkin, Allison Pill, Brie Larson, Aubrey Plaza, Ellen Wong, and Jason Schwartzman. The film, unfortunately, was a box office bomb, earning just under $48 million on a budget of $60 million, but it did receive positive reviews.
reviews from critics who uh, especially love the film's visual style and humor, and it has eventually garnered a cult following. So that is the deal with Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. So, Matt, we asked you to pick a movie. Why Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? Well, I, I, it's, I, is it one of my favorite movies? I, I, it's a movie that I certainly, at a time, would say was my personality. Like, I would tell sure. anyone that I had met that this was a good movie and that, oh, we haven't seen this movie. You should watch this movie. It's a movie that I've certainly forced people to watch with me. Um, it's a, I've seen it far too many times. And, you know, I love Edgar Wright. I, I think all, a lot of his movies are very, are just right up my alley. Um, and this one, I mean, I guess just at the time when it came out, it was just exactly what I liked. It, it, all in one thing. It was movies, video games, comic books, just like, I mean, uh, that cast. That cast is insane. Stacked. That cast, <laughs> it, 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 they're all stars now. Mm-hmm. Um, Academy Award but, winners uh, in yeah. that cast. And yes. nominees. Yeah, she hadn't won no. yet. And I think <laughs> I think she had, uh, that's what they gave it to her for. <laughs> Retroactive. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was really for Scott Pilgrim, but they gave it to her yeah, for Yeah, everyone's going to say it was for Room. <laughs> her, uh, honestly, her incredible, riveting, moving, sad performance, yes. but it, it was for her and the yeah. Adams. So Pilgrim. how many times have you say you've seen it? I mean, I've certainly seen it more than 10 times. I've probably seen it upwards of 20. Like, I, I it's a movie that I will just put on. I've seen it um, on a, what I'll say... Uh, psychedelic adventure, okay. Okay. Uh, which was not the way to <laughs> no? watch it. Uh, that seems oddly tough. Enough, you would think those. It was. Uh, I was just sad because everybody was being so mean to each other. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of that, and which is surprising for like, Canada. Yeah, you would think so, and I was like, oh, I thought they were all friends, but they're being so rude, and I think we tur- we turned it off and put something else on instead. <laughs> put something light. <laughs> Only time I've ever stopped watching it. Put on Solo, 120 Days of Sodom. <laughs> Take the edge off. Yeah, we, we, we put yeah. room. We put room on. <laughs> so, John, what's your backstory? What's your history with Scott? What's my history with Scott? I had not seen it before uh, last night. I, it was a movie that I had heard about. I knew people really liked it. Uh, it was. It had been in my Netflix queue for years on my watch list. It just sort of never made its way to the top. Uh, so I was very excited to finally be like, all right, you have to see this now. Um, and then, of course, looking at that cast, I was like, all right. Uh, so last night was the first time that I ever saw it. Wow. And what did you think, Oh, Joe? overall, I have to say, um, all right, so I overall Uh-oh. wasn't too crazy about it. I'll say that. Uh, I think it's visually very fun and exciting, and there's a lot that I really did like about it. Story-wise, I felt very confused. Like, what the conceit is, they were clear about that, but I was like, that's so weird. (laughs) Like, why? Why does this have to happen? Like, and they don't get to it until, like, very late. Also, they don't really introduce that that conceit of like, oh, you have to battle all my exes until 36 minutes into the movie. I noticed that because I was like, oh, we're just getting to this now. So there was a lot of like storytelling issues I had with it. However, I, in the Wikipedia work that I did for the for this episode, um, Thank you. there was also a line that said that a lot of critics uh, cite this as a as an example of transmedia, meaning not uh, transgender media, but like media that like is exists on different platforms. And so it felt mm-hmm. to me, I wondered if it's like I'm not a big video game person. Uh, I had not read the comic books that this is based on. Um, so I wonder if maybe. Um, so there was so much that I was like, I think they just assumed that we know a lot of stuff here. 
You're not like, familiar with the Final Fantasy II theme song? I, no, I was not. <laughs> I was actually impressed that I was like, oh, that's the Seinfeld theme. That's how impressed. Oh, boy. That for me was impressive. <laughs> so I wonder if it's, it was one of those things where I was like, maybe this is not meant to just be a movie. I don't know. Like, what do you think, Matt? Like, what is your, do you know, like, the other media surrounding this movie? Like, is that something that you're... I mean, there was a there was a video game that was sort of like a side-scrolling like beat 'em up game mm-hmm. that was like very fun that came out around the time of the movie, and it, it only really exists as that and the in the comics. Okay. But um, I know that uh, when Edgar Wright was making, I was almost about to call him Edgar, like he was my oh, friend. Boy. <laughs> oh no, Marty Scorsese uh, over here. Yeah, <laughs> well, look the, the way my friend Marty says, <laughs> uh, but. And I feel like Edgar Wright was just like, yeah, this is exactly, I'm going to just dump my entire brain into this thing. And just like any any opportunity for me to make a reference, I'm going to make a reference. I think there are references on the page also, <laughs> right. like in the book. So like he was probably just like, oh, can we get that? And like, no, can we get something similar? Great. And then just like just stuffed references in this movie. Right. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, but how about you, Mark? What is your experience with Scott Pilgrim? Well, I saw it in the theaters because I was Ooh. a big and still am a huge like Edgar Wright fan. I think he's one of the best action mm-hmm. directors out there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really liked it when it came out, and I hadn't seen it probably since then up until last night, and I watched it. And like the tone is weird for the first thirty minutes. Like, what kind of movie? It's, it's like a you know a gentle, soft rom com essentially. Right. And it's very weird that you're introduced to your hero who's dating a high schooler. You're like, wait, what? What is yeah. this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Should I be concerned? Why is nobody else more concerned? <laughs> um, but then those action scenes, and the action is so great and fun. And then I like that it's just like you know I like treating some a low stakes situation being treated really high stakes and like to mm-hmm. me all that stuff is really fun and like it's visually just so lush and like they don't make movies like this anymore I feel like it's no. too like such heightened and stylized in a cartoon world that everything is now everything is like so grounded and like uh, they're ironic that you c- I feel like just being fun and colorful and visual and yeah the dragons come out of the DJ sets and we don't have to say why it's just because that's how these people live their life they view their world <laughs> through a pop culture lens. you know what I mean though that's, like, that's how they how live their is. life they have dragons well, they view in their, their world through like video games and like you know <laughs> the media they consume so that's how they experience the world yeah. So I thought it was uh, fun, I would say. Um, I do think Scott Pilgrim is very problematic as a person, but I think the yeah. movie kind of addresses <laughs> mm-hmm. that as well. I think they would agree with that as well. So, Matt, as you may or may not know, we are looking for the gayest movie ever. And we have a very elaborate yes. and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge uh these movies and so we're going to go through a bunch of categories and at one point you will add a category and it could become Become canon canon. all right wow all right so we're each for the first round of categories we're each going to give a score out of 100 then we take the average of that score all right so let me just go through our top five current standings right now and their scores this is their percentage so, number five with 72.74%, the gayest movie ever made. Labyrinth, number four with a 76.5%. Cats, number three with a 76.52%. Funny Girl, number two with a 78.59%. Bradley Cooper's A Star is Born. And number one with a 79.51%. Grease 2. All right, Matt. So that's what you're up against. Wow. So this is where we're at. This is where we're at. Okay. All right, so the first category, on a scale of 0 to 100, how homoerotic is Scott Pilgrim versus the world? I mean, 
homoerotic. Like I would say, I would I would say. I mean, there's there are gay people in the movie, and there are gay men kissing in the that's movie. Right. Yes, but that's almost and there's and there's also at one point four men in a that's bed. True. That's true. And three of them are implied to have been in a uh, yes. gay sexual <laughs> relationship. That's right. Correct. So, but is that erotic? You don't see anything. They're all wearing clothes. I mean, it's not not erotic. It's not, it's not high not, erotic. So yeah, there's, the there's definitely some yeah, points sort of thinking And about, also, like Kieran Culkin, like. His flirting has a sort of like a playful, I wouldn't say like erotic necessarily, true. but like, again, it's like it's some points. It's not a high score, but like there's there is something going on. A little arch. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's not unwelcome in the world of this movie, even though it's not high. No, exactly. Yeah. So I, I'd say it's probably like what, like three point five. Like nobody. I don't think anybody was watching this and getting horny. Like, no. <laughs> well, like probably the, the not. kind of the movie. The movie itself is oddly like sexless too, and you know what I mean. It's not a very Correct. considering yeah. it's about young people in their twenties and relationships. It's almost very chaste. Yeah, even the scenes. Yeah, with like Scott and Ramona, you're just sort of like, I probably should be watching this. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you going to give it on a scale of zero to a hundred? Oh, it's zero to a hundred. Yes. Uh, you know, I'd say on 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 that level. Hmm. I said 3.5, so I'll say 35. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty low for me. I'm actually going to go 15. 15? Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is like they're all like, uh, they do feel like children <laughs> in a way. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're not, I mean, seeing, uh, I like seeing uh, Wallace steal uh, Anna Kendrick's boyfriend. That was fun. Um, but I can't say it's particularly horny, but there's, I'll give it, I'm also going to give it a 35. Give it an average of 28.33. Wow. All right. Next category. Actual gay <laughs> characters. Okay. There's a few. I counted three official few. gay characters. Um, there's there those three guys in that uh, threesome. And Roxy. Oh, that's true. Friend. That's She's right. definitely good. There's at least four. So there's four. Yes. Which is, that's we've true. done, this is our 53rd movie. This is like <laughs> maybe uh, one of five that had actual <laughs> gay people in it. And it's the straightest movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's true. Um, I think that's about it, though, probably, those four. But four is... I think so. It's, I mean, you could also say, what's her name? Four is, is, good. is bisexual, at She's least. She's definitely bisexual, Ramona. And... There are unnamed gay boys at Knives' school. That's true. That's right. show. <laughs> and I'm sure there's some people in those clubs who are gay. Gotta yeah. Be. There's got to be. It's the world <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> we zoom out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> San Francisco exists. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's true. <laughs> um, but that's pretty good i think i was i was i forgot how many gay people were in this movie rewatching mm -hmm. it i mean there's also just so many people in this movie like this movie has so many characters in it that they just go through so quick that yeah so if, if there were no gay characters given the number of characters are in this movie that would be exceptionally shocking but this had more gay people in it than eurovision the story of fire saga which i watched over the <laughs> that's weekend that's true and that's about <laughs> eurovision yeah <laughs> i watched that too on the weekend as well. musical numbers are fun yeah, that's about it. Uh, I didn't, I didn't it. hate it either. It was perfect for like a Saturday afternoon while I was doing laundry. Mm -hmm. I got teared up. <laughs> when? With the elves? Just, I think it's going to be, you're going to have a hard time putting on a Rachel McAdams movie where I don't start getting a little she weepy. She is always She's just so charming She's and good. good. She, yeah, that movie did not yeah. deserve her. 
No. <laughs> Does any no. movie? Sure. No. Yeah, she shouldn't even be in any movie. <laughs> She's too good for a movie. <laughs> she should be writing books, I tell you. Um, so Matt won't have them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah, I refuse to buy books. Um, so what would you give us on a zero to 100 for actual gay characters? Uh, well, four does feel like... I was going to say, feels like a lot for like... <laughs> How dare that's you. Not what I mean. That's not what I mean. Do you know uh, what podcast like you like are a, on? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's hard to quantify what's a good number of gay people for a movie. I think if in a perfect world, everyone in the movie would thank be gay. You, sure. uh, <laughs> thank you, Thank uh, you, thank uh, you. But I, I'd say, what, four people? You said that comparatively, that's like that's pretty, pretty good, good for like yeah. most movies. Um, I'll say, I'll give it a 60. 60. Uh, I'll say because like two of them are really like under fives, but uh, I'll still give it uh, a 40. 40. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a 45. I'll give it an average of 48.33. That's more than funny, girl. All right, <laughs> next category <laughs> camp factors. How campy would you say Scott Pilgrim versus the world is? You know, it's tough because like what are we what falls under the umbrella of camp camp is such a wide uh net you know and i do think there are some elements of the movie that i could say would be but you know somebody could obviously (laughs) correct me and i would be wrong and of course i would be wrong i feel like the first the first fight is camp to me yeah that to me is camp Mm -hmm. the rest of it Maybe not. Like, I don't know. I feel like uh, any sort of, what, effect, yes. anytime you see coins yes. pop out of a, a right. dead person, that's camp. Well, it is a weird call in this movie because this movie is so stylish and so fun. Yes. And so there's in a way where it almost feels like it's campy or like it, it could so easily have fallen into camp. Uh, though I yeah. don't, I think it's pretty successful at not, like, in avoiding being, like, like a garish kind of camp. Maybe because um, you're always invested. But in I would the say it's char- more stu- you know the characters' emotions feel true, so it's not. Maybe if that if they were acting too mm-hmm. big or too much, that would be maybe how it would wobble. Right, like it didn't feel like it didn't even feel like straight camp to me in the way that like an Expendables like a, does. It, yes, an Expendables mm-hmm. or like a, a, a what's it Delta Force, you know something like that that feels very like <laughs> Delta Force, you know a canon movie, you know what I mean? Sure. Like that's very just like yeah. straight guys into camp. Yeah, I would say, yeah, definitely the first fight is camp, and I would think the portrayal of Lucas Lee from, <laughs> yes. uh, uh, what's his name, Chris, Chris Evans, Evans. Oh, yeah. is camp. That's 100% camp, because he's playing a, he's, he's playing a cheesy actor. Right. Yeah. And he's doing, he's giving it everything he's got. It's That's all camp. eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, eyebrows and, chin and like, and, and no. chin beard and some of this. <laughs> Chris Evans is good. There, he's I've very talented. Oh, great! Wow, he's very, he's very good. <laughs> he's very good. Second best Chris, though. Chris Pine, number one. Chris Pine's Chris the best. Pine. Chris. He saw him coming out of Skylight Books. Wow. That was oh, the all Twitter was I talking about today. Oh, I didn't I, personally. It was a picture going around. Oh, gotcha. I I I've uh, had a long-standing belief that he was the he's the best Chris, and today I feel vindicated. Well, this will be crushing news for Chris Cooper. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Who's our next guest, Matt? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Um, so what would you give this on a 0 to 100 for camp? 0 to 100 for camp. I'm going to say I'll give it I'm going to say this is 40. It's not the campiest movie cuz a lot of it is pretty like per, like played pretty straight. Yes. 
like you know. Yeah, 40. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go thirty. Thirty. Um, I got a list of campy things Let's hear it. that I noticed. Okay, um, awkwardness being a personality, using split screen, a surly record store clerk, a dream sequence, video game continue screens, another movie where an exhausted woman has to fix a man-child, anime-inspired fight scenes, an animated sequence appropriating the Seinfeld theme, a laugh track, fake movies within movies, vegan powers, vegan police, someone disappearing in a puff of smoke, oh. orgasming to death, and treating something low stakes as very high stakes. So I'm going to give it a 55 in camp. I think okay. it's pretty campy. Wow. Right. Yeah, that's a good list. Mm -hmm. I, I forgot about the vegan police. <laughs> I like those vegan police. Thomas sure. Jane. Great, great bit. Mm. Great, great, great. Um, all right, next category, over-the-top wardrobe. Hmm. I mean, it's all racer, racing stripes and ringer tees. It's all very, yeah. like, thrift store. Yeah. I feel like nobody is dressed weird save for a few of the evil exes like yeah and even uh, they right. don't go quite like into an like, ensemble they don't like venture into like flash gordon territory i liked no. clash of demons head look the white and black yeah that was fun yeah that unfortunately is a band that i would probably like really like <laughs> why I mean, is that unfortunate in this movie yeah the music I is don't good know. <laughs> I just not a good barometer. My barometer of my taste, just so you know, I have no books, and my favorite band's Weezer. Okay, I'm wearing a Star Wars T-shirt. I'm not. A, this is not a man of culture. Gotcha. Um, but the I do think like the nothing. There isn't really anything over the top with these looks. I guess kind of like knives chow at the end when she gets the extra long scarf. Mm -hmm. But it's nothing quite over the top, really. It's also I will like, like I will like Scott make a, an argument for a few points for just I did like the fact that even though I was like a man just punched a woman, but like the fact that like he punched the highlights out of her hair, I thought that was Very pretty funny. There's something wardrobe about yeah, that. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's wardrobe. <laughs> Maybe that's for the wig category coming up later. But you know, thank you. <laughs> a lot of bright hair. Yes, a lot of bright hair. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing particularly, I don't think, over the top. Like, a lot of stuff could be worn on the street, and you wouldn't be like, what? Absolutely. I even had, not in ringer team form, but that there's the 8-bit skull shirt mm -hmm. Scott Pilgrim wears. I had that. Mm -hmm. Wow. But just an all-black style, not in ringer. I used to go to comic book conventions and just buy T-shirts that were affiliated with nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? They weren't attached to a property. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I've lived. Do they? <laughs> Were they priced differently because of that? No, just a design you didn't see anywhere else. You oh, couldn't see that. You couldn't get that old navy. That's true. Yeah, instead <laughs> of walking around like with the Flash's logo on the front of your shirt, get, <laughs> exactly. get a grip. Um, so what would you give this for over-the-top wardrobe? I mean, is it crass to give it a zero? The, clo the clothes were plain. I think you can give it a few I points. You can give it a few points for some of the X's. I think you definitely can give it some uh, points. And okay, the demon, say, those demon hipster girls. Oh, that was mm -hmm. that's good wardrobe for sure. I'll say I'll give it a I'll give it a twenty three. Twenty three, I think that's fair. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a I'll give it a thirty three. Actually, thirty three. Uh, I'm gonna split the difference. Give it a twenty seven. Give it an average of twenty seven point sixty seven. Ooh, that's wow. five points higher than mm -hmm. Armageddon. Pretty good. <laughs> I just want to point out that I don't think you actually split the difference. Eh. 
<laughs> Ish. Excuse me. <laughs> That's all right. I just wanted that to be noted. Thank you. That's all. <laughs> I'm the first person to say something factually incorrect on a podcast. <laughs> all right. Your aunt is accepted. We accept it. Okay, thank you. Our next category, drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen mm. watch this and come away with a whole lookbook of ideas? I do say, I do think, though, they do a good job, like, you could, like, you. Th- I think it shows the comic book origins that each um, X has, like, a distinct look. Like, everybody has, like, a color-blocked kind yes. of look. And I think that, like, you could do, like, you could get 12 looks out of this, you know? And if, like, you were a super fan of the movie, I think it's very easy to, like, oh, uh, that's, um, you know, that's referencing Matthew Patel. Yeah. That's whatever. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone has a look. I agree. I think the only way I would ding it on that is that I get the impression that their looks are already inspired by something else. So it's like it's like someone like a drag queen being inspired by another drag queen's look. It's like a little bit less. If you know what I'm no. saying? What are you saying? What do you say? What do you <laughs> like? Like if it, instead of being like, an, it seems like all the looks in the movie, the specific looks you're talking about, are inspired by something else or like a reference to like another Street Fighter character or another this kind of character. Yeah. yeah. So, so, like, I think the risk you would have is in doing a look like that, would someone else think it was specifically Scott Pilgrim? Look, it would be shocking if a drag queen did had a Scott Pilgrim night. But, that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know. In Canada, you never know. I think it could do well. <laughs> sure. I'm trying to reverse engineer what a, like, drag name based on Scott Pilgrim would be, and I'm having the hardest time. Scott Pilgrim? <laughs> Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> That came a little too quickly for you, Mark. <laughs> you did not miss a beat, and you went directly to scat. A to C thinking. That was great. Yeah, you're right. I don't know how uh-huh. it took me so long. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I think you could do a I mean, it wouldn't be the most... Although Evie in Clash of Demon Head, like Brie Larson looks great in this. I was gonna say that'd be like the she only look that like would like, translate the wig. well. Her wig's fun. What's her name's wig? Ramona Flowers. Like that's Ramona Flowers' wig. I would be like, oh, that's re-, you know what I mean. Like Those that's definitely like a reference. Those two strands in the front like, always remind me of the mm-hmm. girl in Green Book, like the white supremacist. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Anybody seen Green Book? Uh, no, not Green Book. Well, Green Room. Green Room. Green Room. Okay. Oh. Very different movie. Yeah, it's like a I, white supremacist uh, haircut. <laughs> but I don't think it is in the movie. It's just those two, no. with, you know, <laughs> anyways. So I just associate it with Green Room. But that's on me. Um, so what do you want to <laughs> give this for drag queen inspiration, Matt? I, I mean, yeah, it's tough because, yeah, the only one that I could see really popping on the runway would be uh, probably Envy. So I'll say I'll give this a, a mm, 30. 30. Uh, I'm going to give it an 18. 18. Wow. I'm going to give it higher than you guys. I think there's just the fact that there's distinct looks with it, and you would know if you saw a color palette who that character is. To me, that ranks it higher. So I'm going to give it 47. Yeah, I, I'd be happy to be proven wrong. If there's a Scott Pilgrim uh, drag persona <laughs> out there, please let us know. I can see someone doing know. a Ramona Flowers. Like the roller skating? Definitely. Sure. You know? All right, so next category. On a scale of 0 to 100, Matt, how likely are you to recommend this to gay people? Well, it's tough because I was watching this, and I guess I was watching this now with my uh, Matt Apodaca 2020 eyes. You know, when when his movie (laughs) came out, I was like, sure, what, it came out 10 years ago? 
right? I was 19. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just, like just out of high school and college. I was like, oh, this is like exactly like my whole thing. This is like my sense of humor. Sure. There's a, frankly a lot of stuff in this movie that has aged very poorly. Uh, I clocked one use of the R word yes. and then just a lot of mm -hmm. like not necessarily like I mean I don't know. If this is yeah I was interested to talk to you guys about this because I was like it's a lot. I felt like a lot of the jokes that were like gay jokes sort of like were at least gay bashing adjacent and i wasn't sure like exactly <laughs> sure. like i was sort of like i don't know if i like i would have picked something else i was like i don't know if, I, if they're gonna be is it too late to pick this. that eurovision movie <laughs> yeah, i was like can uh, we please talk about that and how lion of love is the song of the summer <laughs> um it didn't strike me as like particularly homophobic or anything yeah it no, it didn't. I, I nothing. The only thing I thought was weird, and I didn't think it was like like homophobic, was when he was like, "I lesbian you." Yeah. Oh. You right. know what I mean? But again, it didn't feel to me like, oh, he's being like, you know, homophobic or you know, bad to lesbians or you know, misogynistic even. So much as I just thought it seemed like a lame joke. Yeah. And to me, like, what I found more offensive was just the fact that like, there's he is his character is sort of doing nothing. And all these other people around him are just like, oh, like, why is every woman obsessed with him? Why is it, you know what I mean? Like, there was just so much that I was like, yeah, that was the thing that I felt like has aged especially poorly. Right, <laughs> Even right, though right, like, right. there's been so much art that sure. is that. But um, but I didn't I didn't think anything about it was like there was very little about it. That I thought was problematic. Sure. Like, a, ooh, you might have to do a sure. title card before you did this movie now. But Wallace, yeah. Yeah. Wallace the gay... <laughs> it's a relic of its time. Yeah. And Wallace is the gay best friend by Kieran, his gay roommate. It's very obviously, like, gay best friend is the character. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not really developed sure. much beyond. I like that he's horny and, like, ha like nags, snags guys left and right. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. That is a cool... I, I agree. Guess, I guess I'm But also, like... In the argument of that, though, I don't think any of the characters are that well developed. Like, Anna Kendrick is just, the, like, the shrill sister. You know what I mean? Like, so many of the characters are just, uh, like, an adjective and then their, like, title. Yes. You know what right. I mean? So it's, like, gay, best friend, shrill sister. You know what I mean? Like, obsessed ex. Like, it, it, that's what a lot of the characters in this movie are. So I don't think it's necessarily, like, homophobic or misogynistic right. so much as, like, it doesn't get deeper than that for anyone. I guess then my answer to this question is I'm sort of weighing it against... Uh, like the argue, like the argument that I know I would have with my brother who has not seen this movie uh, and who is gay. And if I could be like, just watch it, just watch it, and he would just put, he would put up the biggest fight. No, so I would say absolutely not. I would not recommend this movie. I would not go out of my way to recommend this movie to a gay person. But do you think, think do you think your brother would like it? Abs no, absolutely not. I mean, okay. uh, he he would hate this thing, but not for any particular reason he would just be like why are you making me watch this this is a waste of my life he likes a forks over <laughs> knives documentary kind of thing is that more his mm -hmm. speed yeah yeah he he preferred that he saw the acid fat like that kind of stuff sure, sure. sure. every netflix food documentary <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so not knives chow no um <laughs> so w if you had to give that a number on zero to 100 what would it be uh you know i guess i would try so i would say <laughs> do you like anime <laughs> You know, like. Yeah, like, and then he'd just be like, Matt, no, you know I don't. Uh, I guess it would be fun to see how uh, annoyed he would get with me. I'll say, I'll give it a, I'll say 25. 25. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing about it that I feel like, oh, you should see this. But I also feel like it is stylish. There is stuff that's fun about it. If you were a big comic book or like any of those video games kind of nerd 
then I could be like, oh, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. I'm going to give it uh, 15. 15. Same score you gave. Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like this is more less for gay people and more for, like, fans of anime or fans of if you love really well-shot action. Because, like, you know, something about Edgar Wright, he does great. Watch The World's End, some of the most fun action so films fun. you've ever seen. Yeah. Better than Baby Driver, even. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I'll give it a 20. Give it an average of 20. I split the difference there, John. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> All right, next category. The male gaze. How horny is the camera for the male form? Hmm. I would say not very. The only no. thing I noticed was, like, Brandon Routh was shot really well in his pants. He was, but <laughs> I also think right. this yeah. movie made Chris Evans look unfuckable, which I think is pretty hard. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me. It's very difficult. Oh, it's I very see. difficult to do. <laughs> well, I was going to say that. But it did do that. It made me feel yourself. like, I was like, oh, Chris Evans, all right. I got a little something to look at. And then when he appeared, I was like, oh. Well, it's like if not if no one is really treated very, like, salaciously, really. No one's, like, shot for Correct. maximum horniness. You're not in Michael mm-hmm. Bay territory here. <laughs> Michael Gay. <No>. Michael Gay. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. <laughs> There's a drag king. <laughs> There's your drag name. <laughs> This big spectacle director character. <laughs> oh. <laughs> More explosions <laughs> of color. Oh, man. If a only, fantasy, an illusion. If only, like, Funny or Die were operating right now, we could be making uh, $50. Uh, dare to dream. <laughs> um, yeah, so what would you give it for male gaze? I you know, mean. Like, the fact that there's barely shirtless scene right like michael sarah's like very briefly has his shirt off yeah it's michael sarah but it's michael sarah but they do sort of to your point they do sort of really like that whole camera sees brandon routh you're getting you're getting all of brandon routh in that in his <laughs> yeah. scenes brandon routh looks great yeah and he then does. i feel like you get a lot of close-ups of just his face too <laughs> yes so i mean just because then you have to then notice his angular chin i'll say like a 10 <laughs> A 10 for Brandon Routh's chin. Yeah. For chin alone. Chin alone. Uh, I'll give it a 12. 12. Um, yeah, I'll give it a 14. Wow. Increments of, of two. Increments oh. of two. We did it. Okay. <laughs> Edgar Wright is straight. <laughs> All right. You might make up some points here, Matt. Okay. Entrances with pizzazz. Oh, I mean, wow. Tons. This has got a bunch of them in this. Yeah. Every X has an X. Entrance has with a big an entrance, yeah. That's Ramona huge. Flowers on the roller skates mm-hmm. in the dream. Even when Michael Sarah walks in and the Seinfeld theme is playing, just about yes. to say, yeah, it's a huge entrance. There. There's exits with pizzazz too. He jumps out of a window to avoid talking to knives. Uh, <laughs> right, but that's not the category. No, that's true. I, oh, sorry, I don't want to jump ahead. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's, I mean. Yeah, every X comes in, and it's like a huge to-do. It's a big uh, moment. The uh, movie literally mm-hmm. stops to watch this new per- There's nothing <laughs> new happening. Right. Everyone stops. They're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I and mean, there's even something to, like, the opening when there was, like, a little title card of, like, their name and their age and, like, a little fact about them. There's yeah, something yeah. sort of, like, a little factoid. stylistic about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little pop-up video. <laughs> You know, John, I was watching one. I have it, this on Blu-ray, if you can imagine. I can imagine. Um, and I was watching one of the behind-the-scenes things, and they consider this a musical, but instead when the emotions overwhelm them, 
everyone starts fighting instead of singing. I've read that. And you disagree it's not quite wholeheartedly. W- it's not a, well, it's a poorly structured musical if it is a musical. <laughs> well, join the It club. takes too long to get to the first uh, <laughs> fight sequence. <laughs> There's no overture. Yeah. Should have opened with the fight. Yeah. You got to establish this is the world we're in. We're going to see these big, crazy fights. People so are if they started a big fight saying, you're Just like, relax. well, we needed a fight 30 minutes ago. <laughs> 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 yes, I'm blown away by this one, but where was the one 30 minutes ago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm leaving at intermission. <laughs> what do you mean there's no intermission? <laughs> <laughs> what is this, art? The play? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Matt, what would you give this for entrances with pizzazz? Entrances alone, I'm going to give this... I feel like I got to give this like a 90. 90? 90. 90. I'm going 90. Yeah, they're pretty big on the entrances. I'm going to go 80. 80, just because you don't like it that much. Uh, <laughs> I'm also I'm also going to give it a 90. I do think that the more we do this in this category especially, I do think the mark of a good director is entrances with pizzazz. And Edgar Wright's a good director. Just like establishing the character right away. Yeah, yeah just making smart. a moment, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, next category, dramatic lighting. There's wow. tons of dramatic. There's lighting. a ton of dramatic. Lighting. Yeah, because in addition to the fight sequences, there's also like the band sequences Concerts. too. So there's like a lot mm-hmm. of different worlds where the lighting is dramatic. And none of it's subtle. You like notice all of it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, it's very yeah. It's very like, I mean, dare I say, dramatic. Um, <laughs> I think that's fair. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I'm a film aficionado. Uh, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, those, those, especially those concert sequences, those are some of my favorite scenes in the movie. Well, one, just because I love the music, so anytime I get yeah. to hear one of the songs, I'm excited. Um, but just, the, yeah, the, and the lighting in some of these fights is just so cool because you just see so many different visuals. I'll say, I'll give this, uh, I mean, I gotta give it, I'm gonna give it an 80. I'm gonna give it 80. another high one. Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to give it a 92. I think it's wow. pretty much up there. Yeah. There's also the scene, and it's like very dramatic, where um, Ramona gets hit with the spotlight. And like everyone turns oh, and looks yeah. at her, oh, like yeah. her on the spot. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the most dramatic lighting. She gives a little um, monologue, yeah. I'll give it a 91. Wow. Give it an 87.67. That's higher than 83.33, so eat shit, cats. Oh, <laughs> finally, we're ta- someone's taking down cats. <laughs> finally. <laughs> this uh, podcast is brave enough to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next category, strident women. Hmm. There's quite a I, few. I mean, I feel like this. there's not, there's not a soft woman in this movie. <laughs> like, everyone is sort of angry at, and sort of like at some point, some even comically so. Short Kim Pine, the first, the drummer. Mm-hmm. Allison Pill. Uh, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. I mean, this is. Yeah, I mean, she's a. It's a. She's made a career. Anna Kendrick uh, too. Anna Kendrick. Yeah. May Whitman. Brie Larson. The they're little girl the, drummer. Strident. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I never would. I guess I never. I've thought of the movie in those terms before. I've never watched a movie <laughs> and been like, "Wow, so many strident women in this movie." <laughs> now I guess I will. Thank you. Put on your. You're lens. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> There's quite a few. Quite a few. I'd, I'd, I'd have to say then my score for that would be, oof. I mean, since it's such a high number of them, I'll go, I'll go 90. 90. Yeah, I'm going to go 90 as well. 90. I will also go 90. But it's also like, I feel like they're strident, but yet we agree with them the whole time. Because like, everyone's yeah, mad wrong. at Scott Pilgrim. Like, yeah, you are like <laughs> right. a toxic man-child who's yeah. like being an mm-hmm. asshole. 
So uh, they're striding for good, giving an average of mm. 90. All right, next category, macabre. How macabre is Scott Pilgrim versus the world? You know, I was thinking about this, not in, in, the, not in these terms, I guess, but I was sort of thinking about how in this world, Scott Pilgrim fights these exes presumably to death. You never I see guess. them again. Right. And they yeah, explode they become into coins. become coins. Yeah. Uh and this is fine. So in my mind now, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim is a murderer. <laughs> uh, sure. Has murdered. Uh-huh. He has cause because they were. Um, he was given this task by, I guess, Gideon, uh, and who he also kills. Uh, so I'd say it's quite macabre if you consider it that way. And I would say and lots of henchmen too. And henchmen. Like Lucas's stunt, <laughs> stunt team. Yeah, sure. there's henchmen galore in this thing. Um, and then you got the, I mean, there's also witchcraft if you consider fireballs and, uh, all sorts of other sorcery. I with definitely do. Dragons, <laughs> sure. Dragons. Uh, I go as far to say this is, I mean, it's, it's definitely a fantasy movie, but it's almost like a horror fantasy. I'll give this, uh, I'd give this an 85 in terms of macabre. Also, Scott Pilgrim does die. He does. And, uses and he gets another life. life. Reincarnation is present in the film. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say all those things do happen, but they're played in a very sort of bright, cartoony, video gamey way. Like they don't, we don't really dig into them. No one's acting as if they have died. No, that's exactly. True. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'll give it a forty. Forty. Um, yeah, to me, the most macabre things were the demon hipster chicks, who I loved. And um, also, it did seem like Lucas Lee died because of there was an explosion (laughs) from a long (laughs) shot. But no one really. It's like a video game rules. Like, they're defeated, and you get the coins, I feel. It's like that's about as far as it goes. Yeah. Um, Right. So I'm going to give it a 50 for Macabre. Give it a 58.33. All right, next category, wigs. Okay. All right. (laughs) Now, here we go. (laughs) <laughs> You've been waiting for this? I've been waiting for wigs because, <laughs> I mean, what are we talking here? Are we just talking <laughs> wild hair? Uh, I think hair that is clearly a wig or, like, that's got to be. Like, Kim's hair or is, like, Ramona's got to yeah. be a wig. Uh-huh. Envy, Todd. I, I'd say, uh, yeah. Yeah, Brandon Routh. Again, going wig. back to the being punched, the highlights out of that, that's wig work right there. Yeah, that's you couldn't do that in work. real life. That's true. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> Stay away from my highlights. Um, yeah, I don't I mean, know if there's like any like iconic wigs. No, no, there's not like a like the what's closest it? would Just be Ramon. Mary Elizabeth Winsett. I would say yeah. Ramona. Yeah, yeah, because you would want that's like one you could replicate for like a Halloween or a convention or something. But everything else is just sort of kind of like normal looking hair, though. You can tell when they were wigs, but they were just wigs to be normal hair. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. Uh, so I'd say there's some strong ones, but I'm going to give it a 35. 35. Yeah, I, re- I really like that wig gag, so I'm also going to give it a 35. 35. <laughs> you know what? I, too, will give it a 35. <laughs> give it an average of 35. Yay. That you split the difference. Gag. I did split the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I split the check, and I split the difference. <laughs> All right. Next category, quips. How quippy is Scott Pilgrim versus the world? I mean. I think it's pretty quippy. It's pretty quippy. Kieran Culkin's got a, got a lot of good quips in there. Every other line in this movie is a dang quip. 
I do think the jokes are pretty funny in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If this movie was on an, a dating app, in, a, in the bio, it would say fluent in sarcasm. No one would swipe on that. <laughs> no, no one would swipe right. on it, but that's what it would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's like, um, I'm a little bi-furious, maybe. Great, laugh. great line. <laughs> It's more of a pun than a quip, but okay. That's pretty quick. Amazon.ca. What's the website for that? Amazon.ca. Not a race, guys. You got a problem? Take it up with Liberace's Ghosts. (laughs) I'm a big fan. Why wouldn't you be? All our shows are secret shows. A lot of good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I think there's some quips here. Yeah. Um, Is it Adam's Family Values? No. Definitely not Adam's family values. It's not that. <laughs> Mark's rolling. His eyes have rolled backwards, and he's just remembering these from his his brain. <laughs> I've cataloged all the clips of every movie I've ever seen. <laughs> That's why he's so fast. <laughs> I steal. I mean, I gotta. Yeah, there's so many, and there's a lot of good ones. Um, you know, if AIM were still a thing, I certainly would put one in my. Uh, away message because why not um, sure. I'll say I'd give this for for quips I'm going to give it a 78 78 uh, yeah I think some of it is just rapid fire less than quippy but it is still pretty quippy I'm going to give it a 65 65 um, I'm going to give it a 69 oh my quippy. man <laughs> cool right. <laughs> very cool of me. <laughs> um, all right. Next category, vibrato. So for this, we mean not just the literal vocal vibrato, but also anything that's sort of extra. Anytime they take something and do more with it. Okay. That I mean, like. that's kind of the whole movie is taking This whole movie is vibrato. Like, this movie is extra. It's extra. You get the yeah. 8-bit version of the Universal logo. Yeah, you get that. <laughs> you get... Um, Bill Hader, Lucas Lee uh, walking out to narrating. the Universal logo. That's right. The theme song. It's it's a Universal. <laughs> and also picture. like all the like the the words that are posted, you know that that, that pop up yep. and like, there's a lot of vibrato in this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, yeah. I would say. And they are vibrato? also actually singing. Yes. Yeah, that, that's really Brie Larson singing. What about that, John? Mm-hmm. Look, what about that? <laughs> she can do it all, and I she think it's time. It you know, I know she has an Oscar, but I think it's time we give her the respect she deserves. <laughs> give her a book. Give her, give Brie Larson a book. I won't rest. Would somebody hand her a book, please? Someone, please. I bet you would be in an entertaining read. If she wrote it herself, who wouldn't love that? <laughs> yeah. Little slice of Brie. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I what do you go to... What are you going to give this for vibrato? For vibrato, I'm going to go ahead and give this, um, I'll give this an 80. 80. I'm going to go higher because I think the editing, like it was so, and I liked it. Like I re- like stylistically, I know I sort of am a little not gr- super into this movie, but I do think like the style of it was really fun. I really appreciated like all of like the editing for like the montages he did. Like I loved all of that. I thought it was like really like clever, really thought out, really smart, really fun. Very vibrato-y. So I'm actually going to give it a 90. 90. Did you like the action scenes? Do you enjoy a fight scene? Like a punching, I do. kicking? I, I, but I think for me there was a lot. I, I wish things were just established more up top because I spent so much of this movie being like, why is this happening? 
And like, why is no one talking about how weird it is? You know what I mean? Like there was so, and also like the first fight, I think. Well, eventually I had to do that, but I did have a long time (laughs) feeling like I don't know something. I was just like, I'm not having fun. Um, (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Yelling at your TV. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, like just, I just questioned a lot of it. Cause also like the first fight sequence, I was like, I, I don't play a lot of fighter games and he wasn't playing fighter games early, like earlier, like he was doing that dance revolution game. So I was sure. like, okay, this isn't that like, so I was confused a lot. Um, but I think, but I did like it. Like I thought the style, it was fun to watch. The style was fun. Did like you I play video games it. as a kid? Like, did not you have really. the Atari 2600? We had the Atari 2600 and that's it. We did oh, not go really? any farther. <laughs> yeah. That's where it I started and ended in my house. I s- I've had Atari 2600 as like a five year old. And then I've mm-hmm. had a video game system ever since. Ever since. Yeah. No, uh, Atari 2600. I had a Wii and right now I have a Switch. But the only games I've had on both of those is Mario Kart. <laughs> I mean, what more do you need after you have Mario Kart? <laughs> is there a better <laughs> game than true. Mario Kart? I don't think oh, so. I don't know. It's yeah. the perfect game. Um, for Vibrato, I think this movie is all extra. I'm going to give it a 93. Wow. All right. Next category. You also might get some points here, Matt. Yeah. Footwork. I mean, there's tons of footwork. There's a ton of footwork. I mean, this is all fo- This is, you know. All the fight sequences, the Dance Dance Revolution games. Bob Fosse's right. dancing in his grave. <laughs> <laughs> right. Roller skating, skateboarding. Mm, the roller skating, skateboarding. Lots Every of Every single stuff. fight scene. Yeah, a lot of kicking. A lot of kicking. A lot of flying kicks, too. A lot of spinning in the they air. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's great in a movie with fights where you can see more than one kind of kick. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> if you see one, you're just sort of like, yeah, okay, that's how I'm used to seeing kicking. Well, he's got a different kind? Great. Um, yeah, I think So a you lot hate of- the karate kid. Just that one crane kick is all he does. All he does is that one. And, you know, and then the movie just abruptly ends. I'm like, it's Tell over me about- very quickly. <laughs> uh, you know, I, yeah, I mean, not to derail it, but I only saw that movie as an adult. And I was like, I should have seen this as a kid. My whole life would be different. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Made me more motivated. Um, but uh, again, for footwork, I'll give this a, a high score. I'll give this I'll give this an 82. There's a lot of footwork going on. 82. Uh, yeah, I think this is a whole lot of work. I'm going to go actually go 90. 90. Um, I'm going to give it a 93. Wow. Yeah, give it an average of 88.33. Ooh, that's higher than Labyrinth, which only has an 87. Very good. Ooh, All right, okay, so now okay. we are into the wheel <laughs> categories. These are guest categories that are neither canon nor bonus. Okay. All right. So, so spin, the spin the wheel. We have an app that does this. Wow. An actual wheel, somebody asked me. Flashback. Flashback. There's a lot of flashbacks in this. Yeah. There's, there's a couple. Yeah, they're usually animated. The animated one is a great use of it. Because, like, I don't know. I just think that's such a cool one. It's the art style of the comic. So that's just, like, a fun mm-hmm. thing to Brian see. Leo Tip of the hat. Right. Yes. Um, and, I mean, I think every movie that has a flashback should show it as a cartoon. Just give me something a little different. <laughs> I don't care how so it's very the clear. Is. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't want to be confused. Wait, when is this? Oh, it's the cartoon. It's before. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, this is before we had actual skin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when I was a child, I asked my mom, like, when did the world go from black and white to color? 
<laughs> like I thought that's how the world was before. Yeah. It just evolved. Mm-hmm. That was a dumb dumb. I also thought people read with their eyes closed because when you looked at them reading, you didn't see that their eyes were open. So I thought, <laughs> how are they doing this? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm a visual learner. You um, <laughs> so what would you give this for flashback, Matt? For flashback, I mean, I love that flashback. And there's, yeah, there's several different kinds of flashback in this movie. I'll give this a... Mm, I'll give this a 75, because I don't think it pushes the flashback to its fullest potential. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I think it's not super flashbacky, but those are kind of style. I'm going to give it a 50 for flashback, because I think it's stylish, but I don't think it's like super ever dependent on it. Um, I think the fact that there are like, sorry, we got fireworks going off. Welcome to Los Angeles. <laughs> um, there's pretty distinct. So I'm going to give it a 60 for flashback. Giving us 61.67. All right, wheel category number two. Spin that wheel, John. Flashback brought to you by Ryan Meharry. Wow. Rye Smiles. Rye Smiles brought to us by Connie Shin, I believe. <laughs> That's great. Uh, no, that was brought oh. to uh, for Ben Schrader. Ben Schrader, you're right. So how many Rye? I mean, Kieran Culkin is pretty much all Kieran Culkin rye. has a bunch. The man doesn't know how to smile otherwise. <laughs> no. <Nope. Yeah. laughs> Uh, Julie, I think that's uh, Aubrey Plaza is pretty much all right. Mm-hmm. Smile. Yeah. I think yeah. even like uh, Jason Schwartzman, like he is sort of yes. like, a, oh, you he know, invented like it. a lot of. Yes. Um, See that Phantom Planet Brandon video? Ralph. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all rye smiles. There's a lot of rye, a lot of rye smiles in this movie. The whole movie's kind of rye. No, it's all, I guess there's like sort of a detached air to everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if like Envy does one. I could picture one on Envy, but I can't necessarily name a moment right. where she's like, expressly smiling she's always kind of pouting a little bit like a rock star pout um that's about all there's a few i would say is it a hundred i don't think so no i'd say (laughs) it's maybe uh 45 45 uh i'm gonna go a little higher because i think a lot of the characters sort of live with that so i'm gonna go 55 55 um i'll go 57 why not given a 52.33 all right all right wheel category number three Wearing another's clothes. Wearing another person's clothes. Doesn't hmm. at one point Scott wear um, Kieran Culkin's like jacket or something? Oh, maybe. I think you're I right. Feel like there's yeah. like a line about that. Like that's my jacket. There you go. So okay. one. There's that one and that one shot. That one scene. Um, there's also um, all of the. Uh, the stunt doubles, they're wearing the clothes. That's of true. They're wearing one. another person's clothes. Um, Nega Scott, so but that's kind of just Nega Scott does have his own Nega clothes. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of just the reverse, isn't it? He shops just in the Nega section. <laughs> that was a Zelda reference, John. I had no I idea. I know. I've heard of that. Yeah. I think that's about it, though. There's no one ever it. really takes on another identity. No disguises. No disguises. No. It's got to be penalized for that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I got this. This movie has almost everything, but no disguises. Sorry. Um, Sorry, Moonlight. She yeah. had a fake mustache. <laughs> uh, for this was wearing someone else's clothes. I yes. mean, look, this it's a ten. There's not anything 10. too notable. We couldn't. We couldn't really recall. 
I'm going to say for the stunt doubles, I'm giving it a 25. Wow. 25. Uh, I'm going to split the difference and do 17. <laughs> All right. 17.33. <laughs> All right. Wheel category number four. And then, Matt, it is your turn to add a category. Wow. Okay. And just so you know, wearing another person's clothes brought to you by Heather Ann Campbell. Your oh, great. Co host from How Did This Get Played? Hi, Heather. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Dramatic listening. smoking. Dramatic smoking. Oh. Was there? There any? is smoke in like explosions, but there's no like no characters because like it's it's uh, recently most people don't smoke in movies anymore. Like you can't really do it. Right. Yeah. This must have been after because I think didn't it get you rated R if you're smoking in it? Something like that. Which is crazy because you could look in any out the window and yeah. see someone smoking. <laughs> You're right, Mark. They should they should change it back. You should be able to smoke in any movie. I think yeah. newscasters should be smoking now. What's the big deal? <laughs> like everyone, true. let swearing happen on live right. TV. Who I've cares? Always, I've always thought that you should be allowed to say fuck on the news. You absolutely, absolutely. should be allowed. It's fucking crazy out there. <laughs> like in this in this breaking news, Jesus Christ, this fucking thing. <laughs> Uh, wait, <laughs> right. you'd be like, oh god, this must be pretty serious, right? Yeah. Got to be level. Like they're they're really shooting from the hip. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, no smoking. No, I can't think of any. But there is like explosions. There's yeah. like Lee turn explodes. Mm -hmm. Explodes. You see dust when you know Scott goes through the wall, like when he's pushed through That's the wall. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So there's at least debris. Um, yeah. Debris Larson. <laughs> There's there a drag yes, another yes, drag name for you. Yes, <laughs> um, man, that would be a really good one. Um, that is a good one, actually. Write that down, John. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been recorded. <laughs> I don't listen to this. I, need, I like post it. You have to put it on a flash drive and mail it to yourself. It's the only way. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, okay. So I guess yeah, since there is a presence of smoke, but not necessarily anyone <laughs> imbibing a cigarette. Uh, or toking on a joint. Uh, <laughs> a marijuana cigarette. A marijuana cigarette. Uh, none, none of that. No drug use, as far as I can tell, in the movie. Um, so I'll, I'll give this a, a 13, because it's rated PG-13. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to give it a little more for the explosion. I'm going to give it a 20. 20. Um, I'm going to give it a 15. Not splitting the difference, giving an average of 16. <laughs> wow. All right, okay. Matt, the time has come for you to add a category, which could become canon, but in the meantime, will just be added to the wheel. Okay. Uh, so I would like to, the, the, what I'd like to submit is sing-along factor. Oh. Okay. So this movie has songs in it. They're not necessarily popular songs, but they're songs that, like, if you were a fan of the movie, would you want to sing along to these things? Or, and that can go, I mean, I can think of a lot of movies with songs in them. You yeah, can name one. Uh, marriage Story. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It has the Sondheim, two Sondheim numbers yeah. in it. Uh, All right. I, you proved me wrong. There are movies with right. songs in them. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, sing-along factor. Would you, if, if words were on the screen, would you sing along? Have you ever gone to a sing-along movie, like one where they show the words on the screen? If I'm being honest with you, it sounds like an absolute nightmare. I would hate that. <laughs> I would I would. I, I would hate that more than anything, I think. <laughs> I went and saw Little Mermaid sing along at the uh, El Capitan like 10 years ago. Really? It was fun. Sure. You know and that was that was the last movie you saw in theaters, right? That was the last movie. I thought it's not going to get better than this. <laughs> and this is pre-pandemic. You sort Absolutely. of just like, I'm done. I'm done. Mm -hmm. We've Movies have peaked. You know, I caught mm -hmm. some of Grease on TV. They had a sing-along on Grease the other day. 
uh, and they edited uh, Grease Lightning in very fun ways, just by completely omitting <laughs> some phrases. Oh, sure. is there like problem? I've never seen Grease. He, he at one point it. says the chicks will cream. The chicks will cream for Grease Lightning. Yeah, and he calls the car a pussy wagon. Wow. So what would you give Scott Pilgrim very for gritty. sing-along factor? Um, <laughs> You're not sing-along you know, to Black Sheep? Yeah, I I love I, I, Metric's a great band, and I think Metric's they, I've saw I've seen them live at the Fox must, Theater in Pomona. That, oh, that's a great venue. That's it a is a great venue. That's a wonderful venue. Um, I've seen Dimitri Martin there. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did he have an easel? He had an easel and he had a guitar with a harmonica attachment. Ah, uh, bring um, out the easel. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what the people were shouting during the encore. Easel, easel, easel. easel. Uh, um, uh, but I mean, there are a few different songs, and I, I think some of Sex Bob's songs would be songs that I would listen to. I had the soundtrack, yeah. uh, and so mm. and they did record like you know full versions of those songs. Uh, so I and I think they're good. So if they put words up on the screen, I don't see why I wouldn't want to sing along in the, in the privacy you? of my own home. So what would you get that on a scale from zero to a hundred? Uh, I'd say maybe sixty. Sixty. Uh, yeah, I have to say, um, punk music is not it's not usually a genre I listen to all that much. What? Yet, but I really love that. Um, <laughs> You're wearing a dead Kennedy's like T-shirt. Those, <laughs> is that what this is? He just um, hates the president. <laughs> all of them. The only good president we've ever had have been the dead ones. <laughs> you listening, Congress? <laughs> We're all on a list now. <laughs> um, I really like the like the ten second song competition that they had. Oh, I thought yeah, that, that was, was fun. really funny. I, that could have gone on longer. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'll give it a 40. 40, not a big metric fan. Um, I think these songs are great. Uh, I'm going to give it a 65. I do like what John referred to as punk rock. Um, <laughs> all right, Matt, now we are into how the- would, Is that wrong? Is that something that, how would you describe it? It's like alt rock, I guess, kind of more. Oh, okay, it's not sorry, really punk. Okay. Am right. I wrong, Matt? I don't know. You've been to the Warp Tour. I've been to the Warped Tour, and I would say, at least in the 10-second song competition, those were punk, if not punk-adjacent. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, Metric is sort of more alt, I would say. But that's what's great about the movies and, and the sing-along factor is that it covers a wide variety of genres. Much like Little Mermaid. <laughs> you got yep. part of your There's world. Calypso. Yep, yeah. the girl. Um, <laughs> something for everybody. <laughs> All right, Matt. So now we're into the bonus round. So the movie's not going to be penalized for not scoring well, but it's all pure bonus. So instead of scoring 0 to 100, you're going to score 0 to 5%. Each of us will. Then we take the average of that. So the first bonus category, makeover montage on a scale of 0 to 5%. Makeover montage. There's a bunch of montages, but there aren't any real makeover montages. Well, there are makeovers. There are makeovers. Knives, Mm. Diner, Hair is kind of a makeover montage. Okay. Ramona like, has different color hair at one point and then comes to a new scene, different color hair. Uh, I think it's right. red at first and then becomes blue and then it stays blue, right? Or does it, it become green it's too? It's green at another point oh, yeah. too. I think uh, it's green at the end. Yeah. Um, there's something very briefly where Scott gets dressed to confront Gideon in that final fight. That's true. And he puts on a hat when he realizes his hair is too long. That's right. That's but a, are those a montage? Is a montage? <laughs> no, a montage. but it's not really, that's not even really a makeover, but he's about to go get a haircut. 
Yeah. Um, I'd say, I mean, so it's zero to five percent. Yeah. Three percent. Three. I'll give it a one. One. Uh, guys, guess what I'm doing? The difference? It's split. Uh, giving it a two. Uh -oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Next bonus category. Angry phone hangups. Oh. There's a bunch. There's a yes. bunch. There's a bunch. And, like, Anna Kendrick is always hanging up in an angry way. And also, uh, when we see a movie that... In the movie, we're watching a movie that Chris Evans is in. He goes into a phone <laughs> oh, booth right. and hangs up the phone with a gun. Yes. I mean, nothing can angrier. A phone can, can you get angrier when hanging up a phone <laughs> than using the butt of a gun? No. Nope. That's how I call it Spectrum Wireless. I hang <laughs> up with a gun. <laughs> I do wish they just made that entire movie. I would have loved to uh, watch that movie. A Lucas sure. Lee movie? Yeah, it'd be so fun. <laughs> that is pretty much the Fast and Furious. That's part I've of the transmedia that, that they would want for this. <laughs> So what would you give this, Matt, for angry phone hangups? For angry phone hangups, I'm going to give it a 4%. Four. I will give it a four as well. You know, I am also going to give it a four. Wow. Who are we, Jay-Z? <laughs> <laughs> nope. All right. <laughs> Next category, titular theme song. I mean, there is a song called Scott Pilgrim on the soundtrack. Yes. By okay. the band Plum Tree. Oh, I don't know, but they're Canadian. Okay. Um, also, I mean, they do play the Seinfeld theme song. That's true. So Ramona has two. her own song. That's true. Mm -hmm. um, wow. Yeah. So, what would you? Get? I think this is pretty high for titular. I mean, this is there is like? Getting high. Is it over the opening credits? No. No. Is it over the Can end? Can anyone credits? sing the song? Hum a little bit of Scott Pilgrim. Oh, now we got world? a hum song to score. <laughs> I'm just John. saying. This is a new wrinkle. I was just asking. It was not. <laughs> Excuse me, I don't have plum trees discography at the tip of my tongue. Uh, and, you know, I mean, is it on the soundtrack because it was inspired by the graphic novel, not necessarily for the movie? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it was starting to look high, but I'm going to give it a 2.5%. 2.5. I'll give it a 3. 3. I'm going to give it a 4. I mean, there's a song called Scott Pilgrim on the soundtrack. <laughs> what more does the movie need to do? God. <laughs> I All guess right. for me, a little more. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> Twice as much more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, double what it did. All right. Next category might make up some points here. Fun fonts. Oh. I mean, this, I mean, movie, this movie is, is all fun fonts. Yeah. What is what? It, yeah. Five percent. That's an easy five percent for me. I think so. Yeah. You got to go five on this one. I mean, just the Ninja Ninja Revolution is like so. Mm -hmm. I think so it's like fun. the Fruit Ninja font. Didn't. Or the only is one the Fruit, Fruit Ninja, Ninja font. That <laughs> one. That one. Is that what they're copping it for? I don't mm. know. Either way, I like it. It's a great font. Uh, I'm going to go. This movie is all fun fonts. Mm -hmm. um, I'm giving <laughs> it a five. Fives across the board. Fives across the board. This is the highest scoring in fun fonts. Wow. The next highest with a 4.67, Little Shop of Horrors. Wow. Okay. All right. You're That's a title. Bloody well. words. Yeah. Bloody letters. <laughs> all right. Next category. Cheerworthy cameos. I mean, are we going? Are we going apeshit in the theater for Thomas Jane? <laughs> Who's um, Thomas Jane? Who's Thomas Jane? You never uh -oh. saw that one episode of Arrested Development where he plays a homeless person. Uh, I just want my kids the Punisher. back. Sure, I did. The Punisher, that also the Punisher. Mm -hmm. Or Hung. Um, HBO's Hung. You didn't watch Hung? I did not watch Hung. <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> it's actually right under Scott Pilgrim, so oh, now okay. I can watch it. Make it bump it up. Wow, you're yeah, about yeah. to become a uh, Thomas Jane stan. 
Um, I did see Nico Case in a news when someone's reading a newspaper. There's an ad for Nico Case, a great Canadian oh, musician. Yeah. Oh right, the uh, the the author of the comic book was a bar patron in one scene. Yeah. Okay. He's also uh, someone mentions a Coke Zero, and I had to clap. That's my yeah. drink. That's a good <laughs> several drink. times. I was like, oh, is this one? When Mark was like, I'm gonna try that Coke Zero. <laughs> Maybe it was the first time. Now it's my drink of choice. It's a great. It's, it's a, a great one. Coke. It's a great Coke. <laughs> it's my favorite Coke now, too. Um, I think that's about it, though. For I mean, there, I'm sure there. there's also just tons of, like, video game, like, Easter eggs, like the Zelda thing. You hear the Apple sound start up when they, like, kiss and, you know. Yeah. Uh, and we're, so just so we're clear, Coke Zero counts. Sure. Well, here's the thing. In a, um, typically, some of us are sticklers as to how many appearances a person or an item can make. Before, if it's more than one scene, it becomes more than a cameo. Yeah, sure. So in that way, I think Coke Zero would not qualify because it does come back a lot. Okay. However, the idea of an inanimate object being a cameo is allowable. Okay. Or has been allowable in the past. Also, you could score five, and what are we going to do? Cancel the podcast? I'm just trying to respect the rules and the integrity of (laughs) the, the, the percentages. Thank you. Uh, we have been running for a year now, yeah. so we have integrity. <laughs> I'm going to say 3%. 3. Uh, I'm going to have to go 1. There was there's one. As far as it seemed more referency than like cameos. I don't know, but to me like oh the Final Fantasy theme. Like that's fun. The Zelda thing. That's fun. Like you know, this little sure. this pop culture property makes like quickly pops up. So to me, I'm going to give it a 4. Right. So there's like an audio Wreck-It Ralph sort of. Absolutely. An oral gotcha. Wreck-It yeah. Ralph. Oh, wouldn't you love an oral Wreck-It Ralph? <laughs> oh, I've had one. You don't want them. <laughs> Let's just say he's going to wreck it. <laughs> All right. Next category, pool trouble. I don't know. Is there any pool trouble? There's no. Was there even any crowd surfing in any of the concerts? That You could maybe give it something. Surfing? No. I can't remember a single body of water in this thing, too. I'll tell it's you what. It's dry. Canada, yeah. Toronto is Canada. landlocked, I think. <laughs> yeah. During yeah, when winter. he died, he was in a, he was like in a, in a, a desert. very dry earth, a desert. <laughs> dry earth? What is that? A dry a earth. Desert? That's what the <laughs> desert is, dry earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, because there's no pool trouble, were they ever playing billiards at a point? I don't think, I don't think so. so. You, no. It would have come up I in a fight to, scene, I would think. Yeah. yeah. With a yeah, fun little stick action. The most you could say is dating Like a little pool. smooth criminal. Yeah. Danny or when, you could. um Ramona's in the spotlight, she's in a pool of light and everyone's looking at her. Look, mm. I'm not saying this is five. But I get it. <laughs> I get it. I'm gonna say I mean I'll give it a one, but I don't know why. Is it zero allowed? <laughs> zero a zero is allowed. Okay, then I'm gonna say zero. Zero. I will give it a zero as well. Zero. Fine. I will also give it a zero. There's not really any pool trouble. Okay. Next character. Sassy best friend. Well, I mean, I mean Kieran Culkin. Kieran I mean, Culkin. Wallace is the sassiest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, what a revelation he was, too, in this thing. I mean, he, he'd been in things before, but uh, I think this was my introduction to Kieran Culkin. I was just like, this guy's great. And now he's... Killing it on succession. He's very good. Five percent. He's pretty much playing the same character, isn't he? I guess so. I mean, here's the thing. I'm proud of him. Had not seen a single. I haven't seen a minute of succession. 
I've saw right. the I've <laughs> saw the first ninety minutes. People say you just got to give it three episodes to get like oh, but you people were complaining about the Irishman's running length. Eat <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the only reason I said that is because I watched this with my husband. He said he's basically playing the exact same role on Succession right now. Is that character gay on Succession? I guess nobody knows. I don't know. Nobody knows. We'll never know. I guess we won't. It's know. impossible to find out. He yeah. at the very least has a bad attitude. Surly. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you give Not this for sassy. sassy best friend? I mean, five, because and I'll include Anna Kendrick in there, too. She's got some sass. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's close with his sister, so I'll say 5%. Yeah, I'll give it a five as well. I will also give it a five. Giving it a five, the highest we've ever given any. Well, it's tied with the stars born for Sassy Best Friend. There you Friend. go. Wow. All right. There you go. Next category, a bold lip. Hmm. Mary Winstead definitely had, like, a bold lip. A bunch of times. Brie Larson, did you have a bold lip? I feel like she definitely had some sort of lipstick on, but did we <laughs> did we catch it? Did we clock right. it? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not talking Joker here. Oh, we're yeah. not talking Joker. Are you kidding not me? Yet. None of us are in a loony <laughs> bin. <laughs> no. Um, I, I don't think there's too crazy bold lip. It's all pretty no, the makeup it's pretty and muted. Like, well, it goes with the wardrobe. How it's all like you know, mm-hmm. literally from a thrift shop. So Did what would you, are you googling? That's why they bought the makeup out of shadows. <laughs> Clash of Demon Head lead singer bold lip. Yeah, she I I typed in Brie Larson, Envy Adams, and she's not wearing really. She has like a nude lip. L- nude's the opposite of bold. Yeah. Very opposite of <laughs> There's like nothing well, going on there. Depends on the body. That's true. <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot to write home about in the lipstick department, unfortunately. In the that at is. least in the screen that I got here. <laughs> so what would you give this for zero to five percent? I mean I'll give it a one because there's at least presence of it, but there's not a whole lot to yeah, like I said, write home about. Yeah, I'll go one as well. I will also go one. We are not writing about the lips. <laughs> Mm-mm. All right, next category, witches. Well, wow. there's the demon hipster chicks. Yes. Demon hipster chicks. Even also, the fact that there's this weird curse that has been put on them, that has been put on this girl. There's yeah. something witchy about that. Also, Todd's vegan powers are pretty witchy. Like, they're all, like, psychic, mm-hmm. you know, and his eyes glows and he levitates. That's pretty witchy. May Whitman those can guys sort of... summon dragons. Yeah. Uh, there's also when... Um, Aubrey Plaza says, I forbid you from dating Robota Flowers. Had like had a very casting a spell kind of energy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of witchy, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. yeah. I'd at least say it exists in a magical world. A That's heightened true, reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll say 3%. Three. I'm going to give it a two. Two. I'm going to give it a three. I mean, you got someone levitating with their eyes going white and doing telekinesis. That's pretty witchy for me. So I'm going to give it a yeah. three. All right, next category. How Korean is it? Hmm. Well, I did some research, guys. Okay. And Jung Yul Kim, who plays like the um, the like henchman of Jason Schwartzman, I think it is. Uh-huh. The big guy. He is yeah. Korean. Okay. Well, and also the creator, Brian Lee O'Malley, is half Korean. The creator oh, of Scott Pilgrim. I did not know that one. There you go. So, so this is I pretty mean, Korean. So pretty it's not <laughs> not Korean. It's not not Korean. I'll say 2%. 2. 
I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say three. three. I'm gonna say three point five. Three point five. Three point five. Um, I'm gonna give it a two. Give it a two point five. Agreeing. Hey, that's pretty good. Most movies aren't very Korean. No. <laughs> All right. Next category. Felt. How much felt is in the movie? Not a puppet in sight. <laughs> no, not one. <laughs> Although in that thrift store, when they go to they go to a Goodwill. That's yeah. true. Hmm. But there's not a lot of felt in this. Mostly cotton. And yeah, polyester. I feel like if there was more <laughs> much felt, more breathable fabrics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, off the rack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. You're right. I'm gonna have to say zero percent because if there was if there was felt, we would be we'd be talking about it, wouldn't we? <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to actually give it two because I do think that there is some felt. And typically with this category, we try to be very generous. So while, yes, there's nothing that I really clocked, I think we were at a thrift store. They're wearing a lot of weird costumes. Someone's got to be wearing something felt uh, at one of those clubs. Uh, so a two. <laughs> one of those clubs. Those uh, clubs, that movie set. Sure. I'm going to give it a one for felt. All right, next category, gay actors playing gay roles. Hmm. Okay, so I did some research here. So Kieran Culkin, not gay. Right. Ben Lewis, who plays the other Scott, who is the one of the boyfriends. Yeah. He is gay. Okay. Um, and then, what is his name, Jartan Hewitt? I've tried to take a deep dive on that guy. Could not come up with I'm anything I'm sure definitive. you did, John. <laughs> <laughs> I did find a, uh, I was in the midst of watching a YouTube uh, interview series he did with some guy where they're both in a tub. Okay. Him and some guy, they're, they're both wearing pants. You can see that. So it's like not as edgy as it wants to pretend it is. Um, <laughs> and they're I'm just having blow a very people's minds when I come out with my <laughs> <laughs> bathtub talk show. They're not fucking yeah. ready for it. That's, that's edgy in Canada, I guess. <laughs> Um, but they didn't. It didn't come up either way. And he's Canadian, so it's like hard to tell. Sure, it's like Europeans. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> well, maybe just like the way he talks. I'll be like, mm, he's probably. But I, you can't tell. So that's. So there's at least so, one. Yes, there is at least one. All right, and uh, mm. we counted at least so one out of the five. Yeah, one out of the five. So I guess. One, one percent. I guess one. One. I think that we did the <laughs> math on it's a, that. It's a one-to-one -one ratio yeah. here. <laughs> All right. Giving an average of 10.60. All right. Next category. Themes of mothers. I mean. Wow. No family exists in this movie. Just his sister. No. Yeah. He's, I mean, he lives across the street from where he grew up, but he doesn't talk about his family, really, or his mom or anything. This is not related, but weren't you so relieved that he didn't end up with Knives Chow? Because all the whole time, I'm like, Knives Chow, you could do so much better. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And just, you don't want to, you just don't want to go down that rabbit hole and, like, try to justify that as being, like, no. okay, either. <laughs> no. Uh I would say 10 years ago it was a different time, but not really. No, like even then you're still <laughs> sort of like, wrong. this is like not mm -hmm. good. Um, but yeah, no, not, no mother stuff, no mom stuff. Um, I'd like to hear about what Scott talks about in therapy. Um, sure. <laughs> just because I'm, I, you know, who knows what's going to come up there. Well, he's uh, stunted. He's still living across from his childhood home. Well, yeah, he can't really leave the nest, can he, if no. the nest is right across no. the street. Um, so <laughs> I'll give it, I'll give it a zero because I don't know what that story is. Right. Yeah. Um, I also give it a zero. I too will give it a zero. <laughs> Not doing very well in themes of mother. All right. Next category. 
a feels song. Is there a song in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World that puts you in your feels? Not there was a song called Ramona on my mind, I think. Like, there was some sort of mopey ballad that was played at one point yeah. that I thought was just called Ramona on my mind or just Ramona. Yeah. That's what it seemed to be. I will say they do use one of my favorite broken social scene songs, Anthems for a 17-Year-Old Girl. That song does genuinely put me in my feels. Hmm. Okay. It's so weird. You would call it punk rock, John. <laughs> but it's weirder. It's not quite punk rock. But it's Oh, is it like Bjork? Uh, no, I would say it's not like Bjork either. John, how many oh, times? Well, what is it? It's either punk or Bjork. <laughs> it's punk, Bjork, or Hamilton. That's all I know. <laughs> well, you're gonna you're gonna love dancing in the dark. It's a little bit of both. <laughs> That's right. They do sing "Room Where It Happens." In yeah, that one. That, where that where she gets hung. That's the room where it mm -hmm. happens. Yeah. Exactly. Oh boy. Um, so, Matt, what would you give this for a feels? Is there a song in here that puts you in your feels? Not really, no. And unfortunately, there are very few songs that make me cry. Um, I'm not... Island in the Sun? The, oh, wait. <laughs> don't even bring it up. <laughs> no, I was weirdly thinking about this the other day. That the only songs that, like, make me cry are, like, Ben Fold songs. Like, he's the only one that, like, gets sure. it. He's, he, he somehow unlocked it. I don't know what it is. Um, you know what you need <laughs> to listen to? That's the perfect evolution for, like, in my 20s, I thought Scott Pilgrim was the best movie ever. Yeah. Now, Now Ben, ben Folds. Folds makes me cry. <laughs> like, I'll go see him and then just sort of, like, weep openly, like, in the audience. Just sort of, like, wipe tears away wow. while he's singing, like, The Luckiest or something. Uh, <laughs> Zach and Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson Cannery. Oh, my God. He's doing it. Um, but, yeah, not a whole lot of songs make me cry. You were going to say... Something. Uh, oh, I was going to mention there's this Nina Simone song called Alone Again uh, or. It's like a cover of a love song, but it's all about the death of her father. Oh. Uh, that one makes me. Uh, I would when probably listen to that. Mm -hmm. there's, I'll send um, it to you when we're off the air. Please. There's a Neil Campbell <laughs> song. That, it's the last song that he ever wrote, and it's about how he was losing his mind from like dementia. And it's, uh, it's uh, so upsetting because he's like talking about how he's not going to miss his wife. I can lose it right now just talking, thinking about it. it is don't you do it. Don't you do it. <laughs> don't you? It and John, it's, it's quiet beautiful. uptown. Oh. <laughs> Stop. No. Uh, but there's no song in this movie that gets me in my feels. Uh, if anything, the songs get me feeling like I want to have a good time. Pumped. Uh, yeah, or like a punk or something. Like some sort of um, punk rocker. So mm -hmm. I'd say zero because my zero. feels have not been accessed. Uh, I'll give it a one because I did think there were songs that were sort of like sweet. And then, um, you know, I'll give it a two because you really highly recommended that one song, which I'm going to go and listen to later. You're going to love it. It used to be my, um, I'm going to give it a three. That anthems for a 70-year-old, used to, when you went on my MySpace, you would hear that song. Remember how people <laughs> used to do that? Yeah. Uh -huh. Inflict songs upon people. <laughs> All right. Next category, gossip. How gossipy is Scott Pilgrim? It's They're pretty, spilling it's tea. pretty gossipy. <laughs> left and right they are, yeah. that's right matt <laughs> mm -hmm. they're spilling it None of the, all the all the cups empty tea all over the place <laughs> get a swiffer we got tea all over the place <laughs> get a swiffer wet mop don't want also, to also scott goes to the party to get information about ramona and everyone's like chiming in and then yeah the, the fact that scott wallace is just texting gossip yeah. all the time i think it's pretty one of yeah word uh, travels fast in this world that's there's nothing else to do they're in canada yeah, it's true. And you know what? If I was reading the credits correctly, I didn't think Edgar Wright wrote this. I think it was signed XOXO Gossip Girl. 
<laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> so what would you give this for gossip? I mean, it's, that's a 5% because of just how much snitching's going on and stuff. Right. And all, all the sort of backstabby sort of chats. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a 4. 4. Uh, I'm going to give it a 5. I think it's pretty gossipy. All right, so now we are into one of our second-to-last categories. This is an all-or-nothing category. Wow. So 15% bonus for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Does Scott Pilgrim versus the world have a positive portrayal of homosexuality? Wow. It's this not is negative. a big question. <laughs> it's not negative, but I wouldn't say it's positive. I mean, no. like, he... He kicks him out. He steals his sister's boyfriend. And the fact that when they're making out, she goes again, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> but also yeah. it's Anna Kendrick. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? <laughs> That's a good point. But there's also She's like. She's kind of awful the whole time. Isn't it sure. sort of like a sort of like stereotypical, like sort of like negative trope that like gay men are always just hopping in the sheets with whoever. Mm-hmm. And like they're Sleeping sort of portraying around. him that way. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so but it didn't seem negative. <laughs> to me, it didn't seem like particularly like negative. But also, was I like, agree. It's not negative, but yeah. it's, I wouldn't call it positive either. <laughs> I don't know. It like, was. It was certainly something. I guess the fact. That <laughs> I don't just, know. My, I think my point is that it was nothing. Yeah, I guess that's true. It was literally stopped at representation. <laughs> well, it was just. It did feel like a straight guy's idea of what gay people were like. Exactly. Like yeah. It felt like a place. I'm gonna. I'm gonna vote against giving it this bonus. I'm sorry to say. Matt, what are you gonna say? Yeah, I don't think it gets the bonus because, right. yeah, to, to John's point, it was sort of like it wasn't saying anything bad, but it was just sort of like, and I think that's cool. Like, it, that's, that's <laughs> like that's, so that was sort of the tone of it. And there's mm-hmm. gay guys there. Yeah, and it's <laughs> fine. And no one's like punching him. <laughs> <laughs> and he like shares a bed with three of them. Yeah, and it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then finally, Matt, the very last category, negative 50 percent. If this is the movie Boat Trip. This is not the movie Boat Trip, so it will not be penalized 50% okay, of its thank score. God, I was worried about what this was going to be. I was like, I can't, I can't stand to lose 50%, but it is, it is not Boat Trip, so that's good. We've done that. We've watched it. All right. It's definitely not. All right, so out of a total possible 2,369.27 points, you have, or Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, has scored <laughs> 1,385.60, giving it a percentage of 58.48, making it the 18th gayest movie ever. Not wow. as gay as Midnight Madness, but gayer than Gremlins. <laughs> wow, there you go. I think that was on the poster. You put that on the poster. Yeah. Gayer than Gremlins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the reviews are in. Yeah, wow. I guess... That's a good barometer for it. I, because I, 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 I hear that and I agree. I absolutely agree. I think that's fair. Gayer than Gremlin. I think eighteen mm-hmm. feels about right. Right yeah. around fifty. Pretty good. Yeah, sure. Wow. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have contributed a movie to the, to the canon. Thank you so <laughs> much. Thank you so much for doing this. You're thank you for having me. True that was, a, that was a blast. I was there, so much fun. Good. Is there anything you'd like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, look, I produce a bunch of podcasts. You can listen to How Did This Get Played or Culture Kings over there on Earwolf, uh, Query with Cameron Esposito. Um, what else do I do over there? Yo, is this Racist? Uh, another great show that I work on. Um, and then I have my own show, uh, What's With These Homies Talking About Weezer, where I take 
a, a Weezer album. There are 14 of them, and I, that's how many episodes that you'd be surprised that I have done. Um, and I have a, a friend who may or may not like Weezer, mostly don't like, uh, and make them listen to the album, and then we talk about it, and I try to convince them that it, what they listen to is good. That uh, sounds like a perfect podcast. It, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, like Scott Ackerman did it, uh, Gabrus did it, a, a bunch of fun people have done it. Um, and there will be a new episode some point when uh, Weezer's newest album uh, is no longer delayed due to COVID-19. Uh, how much more <laughs> must it take? Uh, I know. insatiable virus. Insatiable, you know, hungry. everyone has a moment when it became real for them, and that was it for me. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Matt. And we'll, we'll be, be right, right back. back. We're back. back. So that was fun. It was a lot of fun. Love that, man. Uh, Matt's great. Matt, he's a goddamn delight. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry I didn't like the movie more. Are you? Why are you sorry? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sorry because I just feel like a bad host when I'm like, you brought in a movie I didn't really like. I mean, uh, Especially when it's like a movie rip- that obviously he cares about. We ripped apart the I, I don't. I don't you like feel I mean? horrible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sleep tonight. It's not that. But, you know, Fine. it's always nicer when you're like, this was great. But I just found like, I, I like I wish I was just more emotionally engaged by the movie. But I just found Michael Sarah's sure. character Scott Pilgrim just like I don't like I didn't care about him, and I didn't know why anyone else cared about him. And it uh, was that thing yeah, of like it. there are all these women who were like obsessed with him. Like even like Allison Pill was like they broke up a long time ago, but clearly she's like Pain. has strong feeling. I, yeah, like she's angrier, she's still hurt, or like she's still something, yes. and like all these. It just seemed like. This is a you know just that sort of fantasy of like the uh, everybody want. I mean, if you hate that, you should see eight and a half. Ugh, <laughs> Fellini <laughs> plays his director. He doesn't play a director, but it's every well, right. guy in my film school loved eight and a half because it's about a director who's like torn between trying to get his dream passion project, but then he's also has his mistress and his wife. All these problems. Right, yeah. It's the same kind of insufferability, but both visually stunning movies. I would say. So I would sure. say. Especially now, how everything is like green screen and like so crazy, like CGI, but made CGI being used to look realistic. This is using CGI to look fake, to fantasy, look, to yeah. look f- fantastic. And I think that's such a better use of it. Like leaning, 100%. leaning into like the unreality, which is why like people at the time hated Speed Racer, but Speed Racer in a lot of ways was ahead of its time. Like we're just leaning into this technology. Like, yeah, you can do anything, so let's do anything and not even try to ground it in reality. So to me, right. like Edgar Wright is such a fun action director that like I agree. overcomes a lot of like, yeah, I agree with you. I don't care about Scott Pro. He could have gotten shot in the head 30 minutes in and then <laughs> just have a bunch of fight scenes. Great. Who cares? Mm-hmm. But I think like the movie is like funny and the music's good and it looks great. So I don't I think it's like a popcorn. I don't take it too seriously, but I have a good I had a good time watching it. What more can mm-hmm. I say? That's but true. speaking of a good time, much. that's <laughs> speaking of a good time. Great segue. Uh, so we've got a little blowback, I understand, from last week's episode. Just, Is that correct, Mark? Um, some people were upset that they waited a year for cruising to get the dreaded negative 50%, and then we didn't do it at the end. <laughs> and Because I guess we... Right. I think the mistake... I do think we made a mistake in talking about it beforehand. We talked about it beforehand saying, should we give it the negative 50%? And looking back, I do wish we hadn't talked about it beforehand. 
Like that's a conversation we, we should have had in the podcast. I agree. In the I episode. think we we should have honored it and then afterwards said it. So, but can we do it now? Can we sort of retroactively say? Uh, no, I feel it, like the is ship the movie has well. Well, I I know we're not going to re-edit it because that podcast is out already. <laughs> but I mean, like, if so, if cruising was penalized fifty percent of its points, how would it have scored? Well, it would have gotten a thirty-four point five, and okay. that would have made it. Uh, bear with me. The forty-third gayest movie, not as gay as submarine, but gayer than Secret of Nim. So really far towards the bottom. Um, but it's not even in the bottom ten, and that's with half of its score. I get. I mean, cruising right. is. Beside the fact that it is cruising, it is a very gay movie. It is a very gay movie, but I do think it would have been funnier to dock it fifty percent. I agree. <laughs> so. So Bo-trip, we messed that up. You're on shaky. Bo-trip. <laughs> don't don't get comfortable, Botrick. <laughs> Choppy waters. Choppy waters. Um, but do we? I guess do we want to discuss now why we did sort of change that. Well, I think look, we thought it was going to be like super homophobic and problematic, but then watching it, like, oh, it's not as like crazy as we thought it was going to be. It's not as exactly. like cringy as we thought it was going to be. So at the time, it didn't feel right to do it, but now. I've had time to think about it. I'm like, what do we care? Who cares? It would have been funnier. <laughs> it would have been a great payoff. A lot funnier. But you know, you live, you learn. This is the first. You live, you learn. It's the first it's time we had a process. category that waited a this year. Whole, this whole podcast is like felt itself. It's a process. And if there's one thing we learned from improv, it's like you commit to the bit. And we didn't commit to the bit. We didn't do it. So that's on me. I'll fall on the sword. You don't, Oh, what a noble person you are. You're a better co-host <laughs> no, than I because no, you decided. Joan of Arc. <laughs> and you're John of uh, Snark. I, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm surprised there wasn't thing, a scat reference in that. Sure. That's a pretty shitty thing to say, John. <laughs> hey Um Not speaking of shitty things to say. <laughs> well, I hope the controversy has been nipped in the bud, so to speak. As it were. Um, yeah, speaking of things to say, we got uh, we got another great review on iTunes from Glittery Kitten. Uh, they gave us five stars, and they write, One of the most delightfully fun shows to listen to, especially in times like now, when it feels like the world is on fire. Fantastic host, fantastic banter, everything is just so fun. The Byzantine scoring system is perfect. Just an all-around great show. Thank you so much, Glittery Kitten. That is so nice. We do like want to provide an escape as our... I know some podcasts have done like 20-minute opening segments talking about where they sort of lean into things yeah yeah we've discussed it and it feels partially like we don't have anything new to add and it feels we're just trying to listen more to Mm -hmm. you know black people essentially we're trying to confront their racist tendencies in our own lives Mm -hmm. in our own families and confront those um that's it sort of feel like great yeah. <laughs> my brother agrees to defund the cops. So <laughs> shout out to Mike Rennie. <laughs> Made the spreadsheet and wants yes. to defund the cops. See there why we go. don't get serious? <laughs> <It turns into laughs> but um, just know if you we are. We can't say that. <laughs> we are with you, I guess. I was. Is that terrible to yeah. say? Uh, no. Two Old Queens believes Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. If you want, you can uh, email us at two old queens to t w o old queens at gmail dot com. Let us know what you thought of the movies, what you think of the new scoring system. We're probably getting close to reevaluating uh, the wheel and some of those categories. Uh, That's so true. Let, your, let us know your thoughts on that. Um, 
just what you think about anything. We love to hear from you guys. We love emails. Um, but you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at T Two Old Queens, T W O Old Queens. You can follow me on Letterboxd, that app where I maintain the current rankings of the list and you can see the guests on that movie and what category they added. So that's a fun thing. It's a fun little yeah, it's it's part of the transmedia, meaning um, maybe that transitions different uh, mediums which is what we learned from yeah um <laughs> and then i guess we do know our m- we were wrong we were supposed to do live we but wrong. that fell through that. <laughs> what can you do <laughs> if you've been listening this whole time going when are they going to talk about life Never. Uh, not this podcast not this podcast uh, not this podcast <laughs> um but we do know we pretty sure we hope so we're pretty sure it's going to be yes. cheerleading classic bring it on another universal movie yeah <laughs> But so uh, until I'm next excited. time, that's yeah, it'll be a great. Yeah, yeah. Good That's anthems for a sixteen-year-old girl, John. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen, artwork by Connie Shin, and special thanks to Alex Arche and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.